Good day, everybody. This is Dirty Old Man on a Friday morning. A very great day in Barcelona. I hope you're having a much, much, much better day than I am. For today, I woke up a little bit grumpy. Uh, you see, I have been... Uh, I have... I'm addicted to three things. Coca-Cola, mm, coffee, mm, and cigarettes. So I thought, I think... Those, too many vices, right? I think uh, I'm, I've always I've always supported the fact that all men and women, all human beings, should have at least one vice, one addiction. You only live once, right? So have one addiction, have fun. You know, I don't care what it is. Try not to harm yourself too much. Uh, try not for it to be heroin. That's not a good one. Will be. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a bad one either, but I wouldn't recommend it. But try to have one, one addiction, one addiction that involves some kind of routine, some kind of ritual attached to it. Because rituals are good, and I'm going to speak about this. But, uh, but yes, you should. I think it's healthy for your uh, brain, for your emotional, spiritual well-being to have at least one addiction, a private addiction. You can also have public ones. I'll speak about the difference in this, but let's begin this podcast by introducing the main theme today. The main theme today is addictions, the good ones and the bad ones. Let's get rolling, boys. Oh, shit. Welcome to Advice from a Dirty Old Man, the podcast where you might learn something. Father by day, crazy motherfucker by night. Somewhere in the middle of the time when I record the podcast. Enjoy the show. Addictions, addictions, addictions. Uh, let's begin by the mere fact that we uh, human beings are nothing but a piece of meat, which actually is a drug factory. We are run by drugs, amino acids, hormones, pheromones, uh, everything that makes us works is some kind of drug. Now we can induce that uh, feeling of life, of, uh, of um, hysteria or whatever you want to call it, by introducing any uh, other kinds of drugs into our system. Now, um, there's many kinds of addictions, of course, as I said in the introduction. Uh, I do agree that we all should have one private and one public addiction okay the private one well private one is is your private one something you do on your own something you don't want to share with other people um, unfortunately for most men for most men i'm not saying all men but for most men this addiction is somehow sex related right but it could also be uh, in my case for example writing uh I, i'm very secretive about my writing uh, i have some notebooks that i and it's my addiction it's my ritual and uh you can have anything but it has to be private and the benefit of this is to create your own space your own uh, this is yours this is what you do to yourself this is it's it's a very funny feeling and i think it's not commonly used by most people they uh, they have a sense of self-awareness that does not allow them to do this which is pretty sad but i think uh one of the healthiest things you can do is have 
some kind of private ritual you do on your own. Something that makes you feel good, that you don't want to share with anyone else. Something that it may be, I don't know, call it uh, illegal, call it immoral, call it um, whatever. It's funnier if it's immoral. It's funnier if it's something that, you know, your kinky little secret. And when I say kinky, I'm not always relating it to sex, but it's usually related to some sexual kind of a experience um, we all have ways to satisfy ourselves um, in different ways but but that would be your private one but then you have your public addiction okay and this public addiction can work in many ways it could be a um, a way for you to fit into a group it could be a way of you of uh, creating your space within the group for example i am a smoker you guys will know that but I don't buy regular cigarettes. I don't buy the already made cigarettes. I buy the rolling ones. And not only that, but I buy the filters that you have to make them too. So uh, when I'm in a conversation with someone, when I'm in, um, in a group or something and people are speaking and we're all sharing opinions or we're all talking about whatever, stupid things, intelligent things, we're debating, whatever. But my way of isolating and listening well and, and, and giving the other person a space for it to to uh, to expand on whatever he's saying whatever he's doing is for me to get my tobacco pouch out and start working on it i start get the cotton get the paper roll up my um my filter prepare it pretty well so i'm giving the situation some space and that also gives me some space space too because in that way even if it's in an innocent way or or in uh, or in uh, let's say a social politeness way i'm giving this person the space because at no, at, because this doesn't mean i'm not listening but it means that okay i'm taking my time i'm creating my space but go ahead i'm listening to you i'm not only listening to you but i am really paying attention to what you say and, the, and the, the proof of this usually is that when this person is finished speaking, when he, he or she has uh, finished what, saying what he has to say and I have rolled my cigarette, I engage in what he was saying. So you've already created an environment of comfort because you have given this person the space, you have given your space with the ritual involved in it. And the rituals are tremendously important in everything we do. I have spoken about rituals before, but not at the very individual level. And with addictions and with um, dependence on something, uh, ritual is a very important factor. Uh, I, I was a heroin addict for, uh, for a few years. Unfortunately, I did survive thanks to family support, thanks to a lot of factors uh, involving my life. But the, and, and if you ask me today, uh, what do you miss about that? I missed, I really miss the ritual. I really miss the, the fact of, uh, of having this need for something. Fortunately, I, was, I always had money, I always had work, so I wasn't one of those heroin addicts that you find on the streets all fucked up. Those are people who are fucked up at many levels. You know, fortunately, I, I maintained some regularity in my life. So I had a job, I had some money. 
So the only thing was that I had heroin into that dynamic. So my ritual would be to wake up, you know, have a cup of coffee, go to the restroom, wash myself and uh, give myself some time, smoke a cigarette in the balcony or whatever, sit down at a table, prepare the whole thing, the candle, the cotton, the, the tissue, the syringe, the drug, the water, you know, and start cooking it and start this. And it would be such an amazing ritual. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know it's fucked up. I know what you guys are thinking, but I don't particularly miss the heroin high, which is fantastic, but I do miss that ritual. And the ritualistic steps that I took, I have somehow applied in other areas of my life, like in this case, the cigarette making, you know? And, and I think these are good things, not the heroin thing. No, 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 that's not good. But, but the, the, the fact of, of having a public addiction or a public ritual involving an addiction gives some sort of lightness to the situation. It, it, it provides this, no problem. I'm here, you see, I'm doing my stuff in front of you. I'm listening, I'm participating, and I'm involving this ritual of mine into the whole uh, sphere of what's going on here. So rituals are tremendously important uh in, in in any kind of addiction if you ask any addict guy around anywhere what he will miss most is that uh, the ritual involving addictions so the public addiction that i have is is pretty comforting for me and from what i see is pretty comforting for other people too because it uh, it calms down the situation now why do i say you need addictions in your life it, it may sound weird, but uh, I do believe it's important, and here's why. Well, it's pretty simple. <laughs> because having a public addiction is having your tool to, um, to adapt to a situation. Is uh, wherever you are, wherever you, whatever situation you might confront yourself with, um, if you bring this um, ritual addiction out, it gives you a sense of tranquility. It gives you that area that externalizes into the situation. So what I mean is, uh, whatever, how, if you're in an uncomfortable situation or, a, or, or simply a boring situation, you bring out your addiction into it in that ritual and you have time, you have uh, space to think about. You know, Because when you're involved in a ritual, your mind works in different ways you know the, the mind has a dynamic of working the mind has a a, a step-by-step uh, procedure into reaching some kind of conclusion or some some kind of uh maybe not conclusion but um comfort zone to create a comfort zone w within you because uh, think of this uh, your mind is always trying to entertain you your mind is always trying to to um to confront the situation with dialogue with uh with responses, with some kind of uh, contend into that situation. So, so it's a constant fight if with yourself. And fight might not be the right word. Sorry, I'm speaking on thoughts here, so I'm, I'm uh, I can't I can't get a little confusing. Sorry about that. But so 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 you're in a situation. You're you're 
you're not stressed, but you're thinking and you're working on whatever the other person's doing or thinking or, or, or participating in. And by giving yourself that, I'm going into my little ritual, like in for my case, you know, smoke my cigarette, I'm giving myself time, I'm giving my brain a break to reorganize everything, you know, and, and, and put it in a step-by-step -step situation. And maybe in many cases, what happens is that the, the, the outcome is much more mature, much more organic, much more formulated, better formulated to, uh, to continue this, um, this engagement, whatever engagement you're, 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 you're doing for. Now with the private uh, addiction, and I'm going back and forth here, uh, it's the other way around. It's you're giving yourself this time. You're, 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's a kind of a rebeldy towards the uh, external world saying, no, uh, I may know and I may think that what I'm doing at this moment might not be socially accepted. Nevertheless, I'm hereby doing it. And it's giving me a benefit. That's rule number one. Do not take any addiction or ritual that does not benefit you at all. It has to have some kind of improvement in your life. It has to give you something, whether it's time, whether it's space, whether it's tranquility, whether it's a little bit of isolation from the rest, but it has to bring you inwards. Okay, I have, uh, I speak for myself, I, my addictions, as I said before, were coffee, Coca-Cola, and cigarettes. So the reason I'm in a bad mood today is because I decided only to have one of those. I, I thought to myself, well, I'm 52 years old, I'm almost going to be 53, maybe three addictions is a little too much. Maybe I should cut at least one or two, and I decided to cut two of those, which is coffee and Coca-Cola. And uh, shit, it, it's difficult. It's very difficult. I'm usually today. I woke up in a tremendously bad mood, um, and then I said, "Well, well, why? Nothing, nothing is happening. I mean, nothing major is happening in my life. Why am I in a bad mood?" Well, yeah. Well, the you know, the co caffeine and the sugar and all that that I've cut off from from my day life. Well, it's having an impact on my brain because my brain feeds on sugar, on glucose. That's what it feeds on. And when I take that away, well, it kind of rebels into myself and, you know, gives me tremendous headaches and, and bad mood. Your brain has a funny way of acting. Your brain always wants to pleasure you. It has to give you pleasure. And that's why, um, uh, well, for example, there's a very stupid example, but... Uh, you always think your kid is special, okay? I don't care who you are, where you're from, but your kid, your child is special, is different from the other ones. No, he or she is not special. He is the same as any other kids, but for you not to get involved in a process of fuck i can't sleep i've dedicated my life to this kid i've fuck i've lost so many opportunities i can't get my shit straight because i have to think about this kid then your brain what it does is to protect yourself biologically by thinking no but my kid is special look at him oh it's not because it's my kid but you see he's a, no he's not your kid's an asshole your kid's a fucked up guy who's gonna fuck your life and when he grows up he's gonna send you to hell and, and and that's the nature of things but within yourself you've created this ritual 
this way of thinking, this dynamic that your kid is special. This is a protective measure. And so this protective measure is used by the brain to maintain some sanity, to maintain some kind of balance in your life. Otherwise, anything or everything that disturbs you, which is mostly everything, will have a larger and more uh, negative impact on your life. So I may not be making any sense. I apologize. I say that uh, I always, uh, through, with this podcast, what I do is I just pick a subject think about it for a day or two and then come and sit. I don't have any organization. Maybe I should. If you guys uh, would like some of that, what you prefer, more organization, less organization, please make sure you go to the, my Twitter account, Matusalen2021, and give me your comments there. But coming back to the situation is that your brain will always try to entertain him, to entertain you, to give you satisfaction. It's always looking for ways to give you pleasure uh, through the senses mostly through your smell, you want to smell good, through your touch, you want to touch beautiful things, through your, uh, through your um, uh, sight, through your hearing, you want to hear good music, you want to look at good things. So it's always trying to find the pleasure in what you input into it. And, and with that, and with giving it a time out of this complete a stressful situation of trying to, trying to fit everything into some kind of pleasure, then with the ritual, what you do is you give your brain a little bit of a break. A little bit of a... Okay, so now it's time for me. I'm, 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 I'm not so much focused on the outside. Nevertheless, I am paying attention to the outside, but in an innocent manner. And this is key. The innocence behind the, the, the ritual uh, involvement into how you engage to your outside world. And this is why I find rituals and addictions... Yes, I somehow put those two together. Now, it's not always true that they're together, but I always try to find uh, a way into any kind of addiction that I have, even if it's those two, three stupid ones, which are not stupid, but yeah, Coke, coffee, and, and cigarettes. <laughs> I always try to fit them in, <clears throat> in how can I benefit from that situation. Since I'm already doing it, and, and I want to engage in it, I don't want to... I think it gives me some kind of relief and balance. Then let's try and engage those addictions and those rituals into my daily life so that it gives me a break, so that it gives me some kind of inner peace, even if it's for a few moments, to recalculate everything that's happening uh, around me. It's, my, it's, it's mine and your personal space. And this is why I think rituals and addictions are Fantastic. Now, be careful, of course. Uh, some addictions and some rituals might become really addictive and might rule your life. As I thought, as I think Coca-Cola and coffee were doing, I think cigarettes are doing that to me, but forget it, I'm not quitting smoking. I think I like smoking too much, and plus I don't smoke too much anymore, but this is one I have to keep because this is really intimate. For me, cigarette smoking is an intimate thing. It's a ritualistic, it's a tremendous ritualistic uh, uh, factor that helps me not wanting to break your neck or break any other people's neck, you know, and just boast out of situation, you know. But you do have to find your own rituals. I am sure you have one. I am sure, I'm absolutely 100% sure that you have a personal, private, and a public ritual now my advice as a dirty old man who's been in this fucking planet for quite a while 
is to pay more attention to these rituals, pay more, look at them, see how you can fit them in, in an innocent, productive and beneficial manner to yourself and put them to use. If you don't think your rituals are, are, um, are what you want or they don't seem to find, then find some other ritual that, that will help you. For example, uh, we at home have a, um, uh, we're not, you, you, you know well that I am not religious, I am anti-religious. Nevertheless, we take our son every year both to the Tibetan temple in Catalonia and to the church, to Montserrat, to have him blessed. But not because of the blessing itself, not because we believe that the blessing will, will give him some kind of spiritual benefit. No, because the whole ritual of organizing a day for this and waking up and preparing him and preparing ourselves and get in the car and drive there and make the line and make the appointment and speak to this person who will introduce us to the other person who will finally take us to the person who spiritually uh, allowed to bless him, bless him. And then we go, we eat something. And so it's that whole ritual that is with giving ourselves and in our kid in this uh, in this particular situation a time to think that we're doing something for him we're involved in a, in a mechanics in a dynamics of working that we truly believe will benefit him in some way even if it's the blessing we don't know i might not be a believer but who the fuck knows right so just in case we make this whole ritualistic step-by-step step action that he follows, that he understands, that he um, sees benefit all over. Okay? This is the importance of rituals and addictions that I have. I may not have made a lot of sense on how these two come together, but uh, try to work them in because they are together. They, they, they somehow, addictions might we have a, con a negative sense of what an addiction is but uh, if you change things around if you make this addiction not to be uh, negative to your health and even if it is what, what the fuck man we're only here for a short while right this is life if it makes you feel good if it gives you some kind of emotional mental or spiritual well-being then fuck it i'll try not to do heroin try not to do heavy drugs try these are not good but Fuck it. If it makes you feel good, if you're honest and you're mature enough and you're and you're straight in your brain, do whatever the fuck you want. Man. Try not to hurt other people. Try these rituals and addictions not to affect those around you and make the best you can out of them. Because these are the, the things that give a little bit spice in your life. These are the things that, I don't know, it gives you your space. It, it separates you, as I said before. Anyways, guys, I'm uh, finishing my ginger tea. It's, as I said, it's Friday morning. It's a grim, gray day. I'm ready for some summer. I am really ready for some summer. And I hope you guys are having a great day. I really wish you guys are having a great day. Don't forget to visit my Twitter account at Matusalem2021. That's M-A-T-U-S-A-L-E-M. 2021 at Twitter. Leave your comments. I will read every single one of your comments. 
give me your ideas and uh, i want to make one final announcement in case you made it this far in the podcast very soon i'm going to continue with this regularly podcast i'm going to do one at least once a week of the regular dirty old men podcast but i'm also planning on doing a uh, the biblical series okay uh, the bible is a book that i have read many times that i have understood in many aspects and that i have it has impacted me in many ways so i wanted to share this uh, knowledge with you it's even if it's uh, somehow <laughs> presumptions of me of thinking that i do understand the bible and that i do understand everything and what is what is meant for and what was created for it which i don't <laughs> but i think that by giving speeches on it and try to portray what i think about it maybe with your comments with your help uh, we make a better understanding of this book that rules our lives because it does rule our lives even if you don't think so but listen to my podcast and you'll understand why in the meantime beautiful people thank you so much for listening i hope you had a great time don't forget to visit matusalem 2021 in twitter and leave your comments have a great day and enjoy